Hello, welcome to the Book of Medora podcast. We're back. I'm Crystal. We're back. A dinosaur story? Uh, th- this is Monica here beside me. And who are you? I'm Cameron. Hi. I'm Crystal. Monica got set off kilter because this isn't our usual intro because we haven't recorded in about a year. Yeah, I haven't, I've I, forgotten everything. <laughs> I forgot what our usual intro is. As you're, you're Crystal, and with you, as always, is Monica. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, Hi. yeah. Hello. Uh-huh. And Cameron. Hi. That's true. That is our intro. Now I remember it. Well, well here we are. We're, we're, we're back and we're recording, and that can mean only one of two things. Either I finished uh, editing that Metroid Dread episode, which I haven't, or or there's a new Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Tears of the Kingdom? What's that? A Tears of the Kingdom is Breath of the Wild 2's actual name. I can't believe that happened before you cleaned up the Metroid Dread recording. I can believe it. I guess so. I'm mentally ill, and sometimes this shit just happens. There there was a bit of a, uh, a time lapse between the last trailer and this one. There, Yeah, there actually was. It was pretty intense. How many months? Um, a year. I don't know how many. When was the last trailer? I'm trying to find out. I'm pretty sure it was four months ago. About four months. Yeah. It's been four months. Has it really only been four months? God damn. Yeah, it's only four months. Did we? I must have edited an episode about that one, right? Maybe. Maybe I didn't. I think I think that's still in the back burner. Shit. Seriously? Uh-huh. God damn. Okay. Well, uh, g- new golden age for Book of Bedora subscribers, I guess. We already talked about the bunny. Everyone knows about the bunny rabbit. Well, the 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 pet bunny that we got? No, no, the the goddess bunny. The the goddess bunny. The bunny you mean the pet the bunny mural. that we got. The bunny in the merle. <laughs> yeah, mochi. Oh, we have a bunny. No, she's not a the the one in the mural is not a bunny, but we have definitely talked about it. She looks like I a think bunny. It could be a bunny. Okay, I'm outvoted here instantly, <laughs> so I'm not going to push the point. I think they are clearly invoking the the previously established Zelda bunny imagery. Isn't that Link bunny imagery, or is that just like Zelda as a franchise bunny imagery? Yeah, Zelda as a franchise bunny imagery, meaning Link as a bunny. And also, bunnies are the stand-in animal for the entire franchise, even though they don't exist in the setting. That's right. They did at some point. They must have at some point. So clearly, we must be dealing with the ancient past when they did exist. <laughs> you know you know what a move <laughs> I would expect them to do? Are there any bunnies in Breath of the Wild? Not except for the uh, bloopies. The bloopies. Those aren't really bunnies, though. They're more like little owls. I bet they look like bunnies. I bet the uh, the the Zonai were bunnies. They're an extinct people who were all bunny people. Oh, they're like the Viera, but Zelda flavor instead of fucky. Exactly. No one will oh, see yeah. that coming except us. Except us. We'll know. We'll know because because right now Crystal came up with it. You can't just have th- this many humans around. You got to have animal people. You, that's very true, actually, especially in a series that's like The Legend of Zelda. And we've done fish people. Uh-huh. We've done chicken people. Ch- we've done rock people. We, we've done, yeah, that's true. Uh, we've done, what are the Deku? Uh, wood people. Okay. Uh, we've done um, a thousand and one Arabian Nights people. We've done the Lost Boys and Girls. That's true. Zelda's weird sometimes. But Crystal, as the leader of this podcast, please tell me, what are we here to talk about today? 
they released a new trailer in the latest Nintendo Direct uh, uh, on February 9th. Oh it's, my god, uh, was that only? Yeah, it was only two wow. days ago. It's about Jesus. two minutes long. It's not too much in it, but I think it's maybe the weakest trailer they've shown so far. Um, yeah, all right. As, I would as, kind of agree. As a big, as the big Ganondorf liker on the crew, I don't think either of you would argue about me being the biggest Ganondorf liker. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this is probably the weakest trailer. On the pure fact of Ganondorf's voice alone. Uh, well, I, yeah, that's a, that's a significant portion of it. He sounds so much better in Japanese and French and German and Spanish, both versions of Spanish that I've heard. It's just another case where I think the Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, will share the Breath of the Wild syndrome of, oh, this this English track is the worst one. I don't care for the no English f- Ganon. No. No, that- no offense to probably Matt Mercer. Yeah, all, all respect to Matt Mercer. Great Crom. If he if this is wait, what what makes us think this is Matt Mercer? It sounds a lot like his other voices. Okay, sure. If it's Matt Mercer, all respect to him, he's being directed poorly here. I kind of want somebody who sounds older and gravelier and a little bit less like, oh, I'm not going to repeat that joke that I said before, but a, a little less like he's trying to bully people. He doesn't, he doesn't sound, sound like, like a, a king. No, he doesn't sound like a king, even a bad king. He doesn't sound like an evil wizard either. Yeah. Like, what if he was like that guy from Mortal Kombat? Shang Tsung? Uh-huh. Like he's, hold on. Like, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, t- yes, that would be pretty good. He sounds like an evil wizard in French, and he sounds like a king in Japanese, or at least a Ken-O, one who rules by the fist. That's Ganondorf. He rules by the fist. More or less. His mom's just said he was king. He didn't inherit shit. That's true. They were like, okay, you're going to be king. And he's like, I am going to be king. This trailer- A lot of evil, evil magic involved. This trailer is the most- um. This is an expansion pack to Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, that's Hyrule from the Breath of the Wild game. You're back in it again. Okay, how about we start examining this before we... Let, let's put a pin in this bit for just a little bit, because I'm going to lose my... my all. I'm going to lose my religion all over this shit if we start here. So let's, let's actually do the trailer. Okay, it's raining, okay. it's storming. It is, that's true. In the typical Breath of the Wild style, you can see two glowing landmarks that are clear even within the storm. Now, let's 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 pause on that image for just a second. Um, We we can see Death Mountain in the back, of course, and it's actually looking a lot more ominous than it did in Breath of the Wild. It's redder. But in the foreground here, we have this little red mass on the left hand side and on the right hand side, what looks like swirling Gerudo script, much like the stuff that was rising from Ganondorf, only greener. And is that a Sheikah Tower, or what is that swirling around? That's a good question. It doesn't look tall enough to be a Sheikah Tower to me. What do you think, Crystal? Um, You can see another one that looks like it a little further in the backgrounds. So I think- Yeah, there's two more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two more even. So I think these are maybe the, the new mini dungeons- Oh, that would be interesting. Like, this is what we get instead of shrines. We go in here and deal with some Ganon bullshit. Yeah. My initial thought was that you could use those to go back, like, to go upwards, as in the spiral goes up. But if there are many dungeons, then maybe spiral go down. Oh, yeah. This would make sense as sky transition points. That that, that could be true, too. They're awfully close together for that, though. 
I mean, we're looking across a long distance. That's true. We are. I I think I like the mini, mini dungeon idea if it's going down, because if these are individual points that are suppressing Ganon's evil, then we're going down and we're we're getting rid of the evil. I do like to get rid of the evil. It does look like shall they're going we can, up. Shall, shall we continue, Crystal? Yes. What's the red thing, though? Well, it is swirling like the malice that ate the rat. That's true. It looks a little more redder than malice, but that could just be the lighting. I mean, the malice that Ganondorf is giving off is like blood red compared to the purple that it was in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Now, in the next shot, we get our first shot of some new enemy types. That's- what are we going to name these things? They look like frogs, but also bats. So how about frobets? The, the froats? Mm-hmm. No, but bats are keys. Yeah, that's true. They are uh, freese. Freese. Okay. Yes. Well known to anime fans for a particular member of their crew, Gon Freese. I don't uh, get that. Yeah, you don't have to. Of Hunter okay. Hunter never- fame. Ah. Yes. I do quite enjoy Hunter Hunter. So I- looking at these. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't realize they weren't both named Hunter. Uh, nope, they sure aren't. Looking- oh, you thought it was shipping Hunter with Hunter? Yeah. Actually, it, it still kind of is. Looking at these enemies, clearly, they are meant to lift things with their larger-than-usual legs. Yeah. And clearly, you're going to have some sort of a hookshot thing to pull them by the tail. I'd like to say it a step further and suggest that their legs are long enough that they could reasonably stand on the ground to fight you. Mm. But you're going to pull on that tail. Do we do we know there's a hook shot? No. I could see a grappling hook, maybe. If they make a sequel to Breath of the Wild... And they don't put in the fucking hookshot from Zelda? Uh-huh. What are they doing? They're charging $70. They're being very good and te- and breaking away from the things that people expect. People want the hookshot because it's comfortable. Fuck their comfort. I don't give a shit about it. I hope all the weapons still break. Oh, yeah, because the Breath of the Wild is such a, a frictionful experience. It's really it's working against uh, what the player wants to do. It's very much breaking away with what people are comfortable with in Zelda in terms of the underworld only existing as dungeons, in terms of the way that weaponry works, in terms of the traditional tools that they've left off. The boomerangs don't actually function like classical Zelda boomerangs. I'd say that for the people who whine about how different Breath of the Wild is from Twilight Princess, yes, it's quite full of friction. I'm not going to make a decision about if it's a hook shot or a claw shot, but that's a tail shaped for being grabbed. I, I want to say for a grappling hook. Grappling hook, some sort of a, a slate power. I love this idea that the game isn't worth $70 if they don't put in the hook shot. They have not had a, a hook shot in one of these games since in 12 years. Yeah, it has been since Skyward Sword. It's that- been 12 years since <laughs> I've had the pleasure of fu- simply firing a hook shot. Good. One of and the, one Crystal, of the best you things you can do in a video these. game. <laughs> That's true. It is one of the best things you can do in a video game. I can't argue that point. But th- this is a really big Bacoblin uh, fortress looking settlement that we've got here. It's similar to ones that you can find in certain places in Breath of the Wild, but it looks about an order of magnitude larger. Yeah, this is like uh, this is like what would be like a whole camp in a Far Cry. Yeah, we, we got to go in there and clear out the whatever people you're fighting in this version of Far Cry. There's even um, some lit towers around it. There are. And is that like a little bridge, like a landing or a jump off point? It could be. I really like how the lightning flash lasts long enough 
that the lighting of this shot changes drastically between the first half of the shot and the second half. Yeah, when you see the lightning flashes, um, you can see that big that big cloud that over to the right. It looks like there's something in that. That looks like uh, the, the cloud from Skyward Sword, almost. It's some kind of thunderhead. Yeah. Now, if, if we transition to the next shot. Oh, it, here are the Sheikah Towers. Yes, this is what Monica was talking about, I think. Yes. Sorry, I just forgot about things that stand up that look kind of like towers. But also, if you look closely at these structures, we've only got the video pulled up in 1080p. They're shaped fairly differently from Sheikah Towers. Like, obviously, they're still towers, but they have bulbous shapes closer to the bottom of them. And they're missing the tiered spiraling uh, footholds that Link uses to get down a lot of the towers. They look like they're on fire. Do they? Sheikah Towers do glow. They do glow orange. That one on the left there feels like it has fire billowing inside it. I could definitely see that. Also, they they have spotlights around them, which is something that you would use to, uh, well, literally, spot incoming aerial forces. They're watching out for Link coming in from the sky. I think that's literally true. I think we might be looking at the possibility of aerial combat in this game. So... I guess it would be useful for a link that is jumping down from something higher to have this light to know where to land also or go true. towards. Yeah. What's that thing in the center? I Do you remember from the first trailer? I think it was the first trailer, how we saw those big murals on the ground. This looks like one of those big ass drawings. I think it was one of them was of like a bird in the first real trailer, like the first real trailer, not the 2019. You mean the story, not the story one? Not the story one. The first actual, here's some gameplay of the game. We're jumping off a cloud. Here's the real theme song. There was like stone birds drawn on the ground. Oh, yeah. I think this is one of those, but glowing. Okay, yeah. It's it's paint. It's drawn onto that hill. That's what I think. Okay, I can see that. And by color, are we assuming this is a good thing, bad thing? I, mm, what do you think, Crystal? Um, interesting thing. A thing to check out. Uh-huh. Who knows if it's yeah, good or I- bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to say that it's probably designed for the hero, but I don't have really strong basis for that at the moment. Is it alive and moving? No. Actually, what if it's like on the landscape? Like, what if that's part of the ground that's glowing? I want to say that this is near the Thunder Plateau based on the shape of the big stone mushrooms in the background, but the geography actually looks all wrong. It's like the, 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 the landscape around it has been seriously upheaved. The lightning looks very nice. Yeah. Yeah, when the lightning strikes, you can see the glow does not extend past the rocks or hill or whatever is on the landscape there. So it does seem attached to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. The ground is glowing green. I want to say here that I think that the overworld has actually gotten an almost complete overhaul in terms of like how you would move across it on foot. Even if certain landmarks are in the same place relative to each other, traversing across it could feel very different. So you feel like there will be familiar landmarks, but very different landscapes. Yes. That's just based on very little footage, though. In the next shot, we can see that we're we're looking down below on the fortress, and there's a, a floating rock on the side. And then it looks like another slightly smaller floating platform that you could drop to below it so that you can do an aerial attack on this fortress. Is that where the reddish glowy thing is? I don't recognize this fortress. 
like it looks like an old Hylian battlement, but I don't, I can't figure out where it would be. Uh, there are what looks like some meteor strikes next to it, so maybe this was uncovered. It could also, uh, maybe those are the um, impact craters left behind by whatever the hell Ganon does later in the trailer. Mm-hmm. There are blue sparkles. Of note is that in the far right hand of this shot, looking like a watermark on the screen, is another one of those um, markers drawn on the side of the hill, I think. Yeah, it looks like a castle, that marker. Yeah, it does. Monica, what do you think these blue sparks are? Um, They mean that you can jump in this area safely down. You don't think that they're like time particles? Because that's the same no. color as time magic in Ocarina of Time. Very true. Not to, say, not to say that this has anything to do with time. Okay, so you can safely transit from the future slash past to the past slash future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which one's which? They are trying so hard to use these trailers to establish mood instead of telling us what the game is actually about. They are just stringing us along as hard as they can. And this game comes out in three months and one day. From the time of this recording. I do get the feeling that we have seen nothing of the story outside of the first five minutes. Crystal, do you do you tend to agree with that? I would agree with that, yeah. I think that there are... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more after we get to the end of the trailer. But the, the, the way that they're handling this game, they are playing it so close to the chest. But the, the, the perspective that you get here is interesting. I love that word, interesting. The the way that you're looking down at the landscape, at being positioned above this place, getting that marker that tells you this is a spot you need to go to, it, it just sets my brain on fire. It makes me want to jump off that cliff, but in Zelda way, you know. I do like the idea that Ganon shot out meteors that then messed up the landscape and uncovered things that were buried down there all along. He, so, got, he got sick of waiting for Sheikah archaeology to catch up to what should be already exposed. So, Crystal, you think that this rock in the sky, this piece, is from the deep ground, hence the moss. Yeah, maybe. That could oh, be true. That would, wow, that would be interesting. It's like he blasts loose all sorts of things, including the elements that float into the sky. Yeah, that would be really interesting. He really is changing the landscape there. Because I was thinking with the castle, it look if you see the rock around it to the right, it's on a higher elevation. So it it looks like it could have been buried under a big mountain or hill. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, if if we want to explain how the geography of Hyrule has changed, maybe it's just a whole bunch of layers built on top of each other. Almost like it's history made maybe literal. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, this next shot is the one that actually made me sit up and take notice of what's going on in this trailer. We do see more of that moss. That's true. You do see a lot of that particular shade of greenery here. But Crystal, what what would you describe as happening in this shot? The Lizalfos and the Bach blends got got a whole bunch of malice juice crawling all over their bodies, and they're mining, they're building, they're performing intelligent activities. That's very true. That and there's. And now that I'm stopping and looking at it, I haven't really done a frame by frame on this trailer until we sat down here because I wanted to wait until we were talking about it. There's a few things that occurred to me in a, in a different order. One of the first things I noticed off on the right hand side there, uh, floating around that little puddle of malice blood goo uh, and near the regular grass. Are those just a whole bunch of ghost fires? It's a ghost ship. They are on the fucking ground. Thank you. 
But no, it's the same fires like on the ghost ship. It's also the same fires that are around the dead champions. Just bluer. Yeah, that does look like a ghost car. <laughs> no, God damn it! Just look at the fires for a second. What does that mean in this <laughs> shot? We know that there are vehicles in the game. What if that's how you get your vehicle parts? Oh my fucking God. Okay, maybe. I guess. I just think it's interesting that all this is happening near to the dead. It makes me wonder if there's a specific means by which you can communicate with this dead place or these dead people. Can you go back to where they were before? Is this the uh, Skyward Sword Lanayru Desert taken to some even further extreme? You think you, those might be ghosts you can talk to? Maybe, yeah. I don't... I think there's too many there for, for talking. But they definitely seem to be ghosts. I don't think it's people. I'm more aligned with Crystal that it might be an object. You uh, to, So objects have souls. Yeah. yeah, like the ghost ship. Fuck off, both of you. Oh my god. What? What's okay, wrong we, with animism? We, you know what? There's actually nothing wrong with animism. Okay. I, I, Here, what if there are the ghosts of ancient Zonai and you have to collect them in your little spirit tube to open up doors? What if you turn on your wolf senses and you see all these ghosts of the Zonai pointing to where you need to go? That's pretty cool. That, that, that that's, that's what I would expect more. What if they're little juice tokens that you shove into your little... <laughs> oh, my God. It would uh, be funny gonna- if Link turned on his wolf senses to get guidance from the bunny people. Yes, it would be very good. Hey, is this Link, Breath of the Wild Link, more of a wolf or a bunny? Oh, he's definitely more of a wolf. Yeah. You think? Even the post-time skip version? That, that is a predator animal right there. He is just pure himbo, though. Is a bunny more a himbo? Yeah. They're so, they're so, they're so, they got no thoughts. This Link is a captain of the knights. He is, he has fought in wars. He is a veteran. He is not some child stumbling into the castle. Age of Calamity Link, yes, he's definitely a wolf. But Breath of the Wild Link is effectively a different guy. I don't think he is. I think he, from the very beginning, has much strength and power. I suppose that's true, but he does also love shield surfing and imitating the rhythms and accents of whoever he's talking to and all sorts of silliness. He's a silly guy. Is that a Malice River? It does seem to be a Malice River. It definitely looks like a Malice River. What are we making of these weird mushroom trees that are growing what seems to be underground? Is this the underground? Ooh, you know? Because it looks like the underground to me. Hmm. We can't definitively say that there's a sky there no what if that structure in the back the scaled root that's growing around that big golden uh well it looks a lot like the chamber of resurrection to be honest with you what if that is the root of some great perhaps named tree hmm it looks evil yeah it looks like i'm gonna have to like hit at that glowing bit or yellow bit well Regardless, even if it's not related to any tree we've seen so far, it definitely looks like a root to me. Yeah, and with the River of Malice, it makes sense that that would be underground. I think that this is sort of underground. It's like a cave, but the air—it's the open air is very close. All the vegetation is relatively not green. There's grass. Or lichen. There's grass right there. Yeah, but that grass is blue. Yeah, it's some underground It's in sandy grass. areas. That's some grass yeah, that, that would be in Elden Ring or um, Skyrim underground. Yeah, yeah. That That's some, uh, you're almost at the ash of lake ass grass. I think that the thing in the background is an egg 
being being hatched. Oh, so you think there's a big monster in there? Uh huh. I feel like behind that big root-like object, you can also see what appears to be either a cliff face or a cave wall. Yeah, it has to be either one of those. And climbable platforms. Places to rest as you scale it. I think this might be the underground. I think, I think it we might, might be the underground. Our first- You're selling me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're getting our first look at the. And this isn't just the underground. This is Hyrule before the old Hyrule was buried in the ancient Calamity War. Okay, so in the split split map where Link is in the sky and above ground, this is the Zelda area. We'll we'll come back to that idea. I know that that's the other thing. There's two major talking points that I feel like we have to address at some point. Three. Three major talking points. How does Ganon sound? Is this DLC and Zelda? I'm not entertaining the idea that Zelda is playable in this game. (laughs) Crystal, we don't see who is actually here in this underground area. I don't understand why you're setting up this football for yourself. They're they're not (laughs) even setting it up. They're not suggesting anything. Look, Crystal, if Monica wants to pull away her own football (laughs) when she takes the swing right at it, you you let you let her go by god that's an important lesson to learn but they are setting up the football by not putting link right here that's true they are they are letting our expectations go berserk they're not putting link in most of these shots they sure aren't that's Crystal. part of it yes they know that they are playing coy with the way that the structure of this game works i really don't think they are i think they they expect you to understand that link is the hero of the game and that you kind of lost him. you for a second there I think they just expect you to understand that you play as Link for the game. You might be right, and that's the case, I would imagine. But people will have their hopes regardless. Let's let's go to the next shot. I do really like the way that the designs of the monsters have changed. Like, now all the Bacoblins, instead of having little dinky horns, they've all got these wicked, half-meter, jagged horns growing out of their foreheads, and they're carrying around baskets of leather and bone to throw good ore into. It's just really cool-looking. The Lizalfos look like they're going to split. They have got malice just coming out of their backs. I'm wondering if they're only like this at night or something, because that effect you would want to, like, be special instead of going all the time. Could be the Blood Moon effect. Okay, can we talk about this next shot? Okay. <laughs> can we talk about the voice I started talking? No, I don't think we need to talk about the vo- the voice. The voice, we can come back wrong. No, we'll come back to it. I do a better Ganon than this shit. Fuck. When they first spoke, I thought that they sounded... A little bit like one of the Decepticons. Oh, oh shit. Maybe a little bit. I I could see where you would say that, but it doesn't sound as good as Beast Wars Megatron. No. Crystal, tell me all about this this shot, please. We're on the bridge over Lake Hyla, and there's a three-headed dragon with flaming heads guarding it. What the fuck? It's like the... It's like the fully grown, evolved version of that three-headed dragon enemy in Skyward Sword. It's like, um, what's his name? Gleok. Like Gleok. I was trying to look up its name, but yes. That from it, the first game. I, I really like the idea that, you know how for the first long time, or even now, people who are new to Breath of the Wild will see Lionel's and go, no, nah, I ain't fucking with that. They're, they're relatively good ways to organically guide the player toward where they should be because they mark places where you need to be tough to get past them. But this thing is different. This thing fills up the entire width of the bridge and is like, all right, motherfucker, do you think you can get past me? Or like an Aquamentis? Does Aquamentis have floating heads as well? The first boss? Maybe. Click on it. Find out. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. 
Aquamentis was drawn to have have wings, though. True. Crystal, do you imagine that this thing, which, by the way, how sick is it? I think it's pretty sick. I think it's a pretty cool looking enemy. It's a pretty, it's a cool guy. Is it a Dark Souls? Honestly? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Dark Souls usually plays a little bit different with its designs. It's less straight fantasy most of the time, even in Elden Ring. You always have to have that, like, ruined dignity about it. This is just a straight up monster. Okay, it does look more like Leoc. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with Crystal. They dug up Gleok. Ganon revived Gleok. What a silly name, Gleok. Do we think that this is a boss that will be cleared of the area, or is he always standing on the bridge? Ooh. Like, does it come back with the blood moon? Yes. It feels like a boss, but it could be revived. I mean, if it's a boss, that suggests that there are genuine kill-them-and-get-rewards-overworld bosses. Yeah. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'd be about that. And this is a really nice one because there's a clear way to get away from it because it's not going to go after you if you jump into the lake. It's on fire. Sure is. Oh, I want to see this thing. This thing is maybe the most exciting shot in the whole thing to me just because it suggests something about the way that the world here is set up. Like we can see this bridge leads almost directly to Hyrule Castle. And I can't remember if the bridge over Lake Hylia was that close to Hyrule Castle originally. I don't think it was. Does, does Ganon's castle move? It's floating, so it's higher in the horizon. Yeah, it could float away. I guess it could move. <laughs> if you get close to it, it just flies away. It's like, see you later, asshole. <laughs> I think Monica's probably right that it's just easier to see from all over Hyrule because it's higher, literally, like an extra hundred meters in the air. But yeah, inter- inter- interesting. And there's green glowing underneath it. There's just green glows, which are usually good things. But I guess it's the binding magic. And that malice is still blood-ass red. That green glow looks closer in the foreground to me. It is. Mm. It definitely is. Yeah. As we move into the next shot, we... Oh, God, this fucking voice. So the, the next shot, you can see far in the background, in the center, that looks like a normal Sheikah Tower. Yes, it does. It's blue and activated. Where? Right there. Oh, sorry. Is- the monitor is just in a weird place. And then there seems to be some sort of flaming line of malice near to the right of that tower, near that mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a tiny malice river. And then you have one of those uh, corkscrew Gerudo things near the village. This is in Hateno Village. This is Hateno, right? And unless I'm very badly mistaken, this is, yeah, this is Hateno Village for sure. There's the ancient furnace. This is, I believe, the lab. Pure's laboratory. And that is not where the uh, shrine was before, that, that Gerudo spiral. Is that where the evil statue was? Oh. I, I don't think so, but it could be. Oh, what if the evil statue is a boss in this one? I should replay <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I'm joking, but that would be sick. That that seems like one of the bad spirits that Ganon would release upon his return. If you get sealed up by Hylia, you're on my crew now. Yeah, it is a good recruit for him. No doubt. No doubt. We're not seeing any people, so I can only assume that this game doesn't have any NPCs in its towns. What if? Uh, what are these uh, sparkles no. or fireworks over the village? There's, yeah, there's lights. That I don't know. Could it be just the way that we see um, torches? 
No, no, they're twinkling. Yeah, they're, they t- they're too visible from a distance to be to not be a map marker. They it's are just- protective Triforce oh. magics over the town. Okay. It could literally be the indication of some kind of barrier, since it only seems to exist over where the houses are. Mm-hmm. So I, I could actually see that. Maybe they're actually related to the Gerudo Towers. They create places of safety. Now, from a gameplay perspective, what would be implied by there being demarcated places of safety? That everywhere else is a fucking nightmare? But does that mean you can be, like, attacked by enemies anywhere else? I can only assume so. That's basically how it was in Breath of the Wild. You could be attacked by enemies everywhere that wasn't specifically demarcated in the code as a safe spot. And if they indicate that visually now... Okay, so... so we had earlier discussed about the spirals being a place where you travel up or down to get rid of something, but maybe the green spiral is something that you set in place because you've cleaned the area, possibly down or up. So you have to hurry to Hateno Village to save everyone there. To set up the green thing. To set up the green thing because they're all being attacked by Ganon's minions. I guess I don't understand why the safety needs to be visually indicated from a distance. It's pretty. Okay. It's pretty. And I wouldn't say that there's no townspeople here. In the earlier Breath of the Wild trailers, they showed Hateno. Without Sweetheart, I was, I was making a joke. Oh, okay. It's a reference to back before Breath of the Wild. Yes. When certain naysayers suggested that the game would have no towns okay. and no NPCs. I miss, I miss flat humor. Sometimes. I'm sorry. But do, I'm glad we agree there's people. <laughs> I do like the idea that... um this is actually a safety binding that Link sets up, since it's the same thing that was holding Ganon down. We're setting up some pretty effective fanfic here. Yeah, but I think it also might be Zelda first. Of note, I think, and this might be a small thing, but there are no fires and no sparkles around Pura's laboratory. No, there are not. Nobody's home, and it's not a protected space. Are there going to be, uh, this is going to be a nemesis in this game? You mean a, a a a consistent enemy who chases you? Yeah, that's the main reason I would think that they would need to visually demarcate safe spaces from a distance. Do we think that there could be a Jack Baker in this game? Um, do we think that Guardians will be a returning enemy type? No. We haven't seen any, have we? No. We see the arms, but I think that's Perez. What? What if? What if? There are just certain enemy types who will just chase you until either they die, you die, or you enter a sacred zone where they can't enter. That would be sick. It would be pretty sick. What if it's like the first time I encountered the blood moon and I think that the giant thing in the sky is coming at me? Yeah, it's like a fireball that Ganon started hurling because you got too close. <laughs> oh, it'd be so sick if Ganon shot meteors at you, like Radon. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that would be very good. And I, you th- could I thought this the- because of the next shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could parry it. Parry the falling stars. The moon? Eat shit, Radon. Yes, next shot. Um, it's the blood moon. Link's looking at it. We cut to what's probably a cutscene from earlier in the game, where the blood moon appears over Hyrule Castle, and meteors start shooting out of it and blowing up the grounds. Yeah. That is no joke, the Blood Moon, though. If anyone thought the Blood Moon wasn't back, no, it's back. It's still here. That's one of the few confirmations we get in this trailer. Ganondorf genders Hyrule. Ganondorf does gender Hyrule. And these aren't like, like little joke. Ex- Hold on a second. Actually, the first explosion we see has me questioning. Give me just a second to... Okay. 
that first explosion that's set up to look like it's a result of the meteors, I would suggest that it is one of two things. One, it's either not a result of the meteor, it is a boss exploding in its death throes, or it is a boss landing from the meteor. Because if you go frame by frame, it is some kind of three to four armed monstrosity inside of that thing. It's f- just covered in, it looks like the calamity. I see it could what you be mean. the Gleok. It looks like the calamity with its, uh, uh, um, with its clawed guardian limbs, especially from the age of calamity. It could be the Gleok on the bridge. There's like some sort of d- dark shadow in the back. That's yeah. true. But my point is, I think that that shot was a little gotcha because they want you to think that it's the meteors exploding, but I think it's an enemy of some kind and not related to the previous shots at all. What if uh, when you beat the boss, it explodes the ground and opens up a new area? That'd be fucking sick, wouldn't it? I gotta admit, I kind of like this uh, choral singing going on during this sequence. I don't care for Ganon here, but I like these bits. In the next shot with the rock. It looks a lot like those Igneotaluses, these it rocks. Does. It's a big one. Do you think this is a big-ass Igneotalus? Because it could be. No, it's the stuff going to the sky. Or is it falling? It's falling. Oh. What do you make of it, Crystal? Um... It's cut to imply that this is part of the castle crumbling to the ground, and I'm inclined to believe that. Yeah, that's true. Do do we think that all the things that they've um, cut into this sequence are supposed to be taking place during the initial unleashing of Ganon? In the first five minutes of the game? Yeah, I think so, probably. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Ganon being unleashed was after this game's version of the Great Plateau, like, you have to explore a big underground space for a while before, like, you have to do four shrine equivalents to unlock the chamber where Ganon is. You're right. You have to bond to Zelda before she dies. Yes. So she'll be there for the first five minutes. Oh, yeah. You get to, you get to walk around with her for at least <laughs> it, that long. It would be so mean if they let you control Zelda in the tutorial. Yeah. And that's when she'll use the switch, and then you'll have the switch. Yeah. In your arm. Uh-huh. Is this the Great Plateau? It is definitely the Great Plateau. Uh, the way that it's set up, the statues around its perimeter, uh, the Temple of Time back there. Of note is that during this sequence, there is already one of the murals on a hill in the background. Yes. So stuff is getting gnarly if this is all happening very early in the game, and it's getting very gnarly very fast, suggesting that whatever causes these murals to appear happens before Ganon shows up. I would say this is at the same time, not before. Maybe that's why they go underground. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean the fact that they're there suggests that whatever caused them to appear predates Ganon being unleashed. Okay. Like, maybe them appearing is what led Zelda on- That's what I said. Yeah. What led them going underground? Yes, like Monica said. The horizon's red. Well, it is the blood moon. It's not in the sky? No, I mean, like, that. this is just how shit looks during the blood moon. The whole sky turns red and Yarnum turns inside out. It's just yeah, very but bad. it looks like a sunrise or sunset or a moonrise. Yeah. It does. Boy, these Bokoblins got some serious hornage on them in this one. Did they turn into chainsaw men? <laughs> they kind of look like chainsaw men. They look a little bit like Chainsaw Man, I won't lie. We can see that they're appearing from the Meteor Falls. Oh, oh, they are. It manifests into them. Yes. Oh, that's that's interesting. Ganon's literally creating them out of the air. Now, this next shot is interesting because it shows us what might be two new enemy types. 
As we go into the first frame, we can already see on the right-hand side a giant bokoblin, which we know from the Japanese Zelda Twitter to be the boss bokoblin, a much larger version who has a crown of horns, well, literally growing out of his head. It's literally his crown. It looks like a sword. And he has one big horn that looks like a sword, though that could also just be something he's carrying. Nope, that's in the center of his head. We're going to get that sword. Uh, are, we're, going to, we're going to pull it out of his head? Uh-huh. Or when we kill him, it'll leave the sword. And he's wearing a necklace with many, many human skulls. And you're going to use that sword for a little bit, and then it's going to smash. As one would expect. But as we go along, this weird skeletal figure rises up out of the ground, and it's got exposed spinal column and a weird sideways chitinous mouth and beady glowing eyes deep set in exposed sockets. It's a redead. It's a redead. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of buy that. The redead's going to chomp on your head. I, okay, we've got at least two new enemy types in this shot. That's pretty interesting. The the emaciation is just an exaggerated version of the Ocarina Redeads. Yeah, yeah, it's like what if the uh, the thin layer of leather around the Ocarina of Time Redeads uh, torsos fell away. This is what would be left under it. And we know that they wear masks, so maybe this is what was under the mask. That's what was under them all along in Ocarina of Time. Suck your brains. Chew on you. Hold on a second. What does it do right at the end there? Oh, it it screams by throwing its entire body back. You know this is going to give some kids fucking nightmares when they run into these things out in the wild. <laughs> every, every generation must go through it. Every the, the Ocarina generation went through it. The Wind Waker generation went through it. Were there an enemy type like that? Like the Gibdos in Twilight Princess? Were they spooky that way? Um... Yeah, they were in Twilight Princess. I don't remember if they froze you. Uh, do you think these ones could freeze you? Because if they can freeze you in Breath of the Wild, that's fucking terrifying. They can freeze you. I feel like that's harder to pull off in an open world game. Oh, I noticed that the blue Bokoblin here actually has a different horn pattern compared to the red Bokoblins in the previous shot. It looks like a trident. It, well, a, a bident. Bident. Yeah, it's got its horn turns out into two points. It's pretty cool, actually. And the Moblin has a helmet. Or it's got, uh, it's like an, um, what do you call those things? Eggshell. Pac Pachyencephalosaurus. Yeah, like the Pachyencephalosaurus. It's just got a bony plate growing out of its skull. A Cranidos. Yes, like a Cranidos from Pokemon. Link's horse is back. It's that same horse. It's a Pona. What if, now, you, what if you find a Pona underground? <laughs> That'd be pr what if you find a Pona's grave underground? Aww. What? Okay, what if you find a whole... Oh, hold on a second. Okay, so this shot of Link riding across Hyrule Field doesn't tell us a whole lot, except that you can get relatively close to Ganon's castle. I know it's Hyrule Castle. That thing is Ganon's castle. Now. It's the horse with the, the white... Uh, it looks like a pawn. Fetlocks? Feats. I think. Are they called fetlocks? I don't know horses. I Any horse girls who happen to be listening... Please write in to bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com and tell us what the little booties, the little socks that horses have is, are called, if they're fetlocks. I just know the term fetlocks associated with horses, so. Crystal, can we? Can you get anything from this shot of Link riding, or is it just an action shot? Um, we see the Thunderhead. We see the, the numerous tendrils of Malice Around's um, Ganon's castle. Oh, you are so right. That Thunderhead is so visible in this shot. Yeah, Thunderhead's definitely a location. Um, the Malice, go ahead. 
No, I, I was done. Oh, the malice kind of resembles the the guardian spike things that were out in Breath of the Wild. Oh, they are in the same yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the guardian spikes, like, and the art book suggested that they were originally full of guardians, but what if they were, like, warding stakes driven into the ground to keep Ganon sealed? I think that'd be sick. Um, near so the- they put little caps on <laughs> Malice? Yeah. The only other thing is near the left, near the billowing flag, there's also a bit of blue glow like a Sheikah Tower. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a Sheikah Tower. That, that could even... But the landscape around here is wrong for that. That's not where the Sheikah Tower was in Breath of the Wild. It was on a big flat plain to the south of Hyrule Castle. If that's the same tower, it has been shifted up by like 150 meters on top of a hill. That's the meters for you. I, I guess so. Now, this next shot at first looks like it's telling us nothing, but there appears to be a dead Mulduga in the middle of this canyon. Yeah, that is a Mulduga corpse shifting with the ground. Where? Right there. Oh. You can see his little beardo. But it, uh, <laughs> something is moving underground. Uh, maybe the Mulduga isn't dead. Oh, yeah, it seems to be moving a little bit, but there's something in that big moving dust cloud that is implied to be much worse. <laughs> it is so funny to see ragdoll physics in a trailer like this. That yeah. is definitely a ragdoll. Do you think? It's moving Full like speed. a ragdoll. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just getting pushed to the side by whatever's moving out from under the ground. A lot of really dark landscapes. I hope it's not entirely dark all the time. This is definitely shot at night. Right, but I hope there's daytime. Okay, so this next shot, this is this is definitely a Kakariko village, right? Just based on the screens and the... There's like, Chica. Yeah, it is, it, it's got the Chica flooring and that is... Huh, is that a quick travel spot? Or the entrance to a shrine that Link is standing on its next shot, Crystal? Um, it doesn't quite look like any of those, but similar to those. Oh, the Switch. Yes, the, the, no, no, it's not. That's not the Switch? No, it's not. It's round, whatever it is. It looks like it's a, um, oh, what do you call those? It looks like a spool of rope that it's pulling up to hand to Link. The guardian arms are lifting up something. Including a, what do you call it, a winch? Or yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah, 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 that's a spool of rope. It's uh-huh. a spool of rope that's being handed to him, linked to something far below the ground based on how much rope there is. This is repelling gear. It's repelling gear. Ah. Or I, at least it looks like it could be. Oh, that's fascinating. This looks like it's it was built over a chasm. Yeah. Like you're going to drop all the way down. Yeah, that Doesn't makes sense it? to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, that's... Okay, so this looks like it's something that maybe the... I want to say, we're, we're going to stop saying that the ancient Sheikah did everything, right? We're just going to stop doing that. Yeah, of course. But I, I, I could see Pura setting this up. This could be a Pura thing that just happened. The, the movement of the arms does feel a little playful in a way that's more like Pura than the ancient Sheikah. Yeah, they were a lot more business-like. That shit would have just grabbed Link instead of going like, click, click, here's some rope. Yeah, I would say Pura. Now, in the next shot, we see a bunch of blue bacoblins uh, being sent out in a Muso-style group attack by a blue boss bacoblin standing behind them, whose center horn is not a sword, but an axe. We're going to get that axe. So maybe different levels of boss bacoblin actually have different weapons in their heads? That makes sense. A nice little reward for beating them. 
But seriously, it looks exactly like when they send a group of guys after you in uh, the Age of Calamity. You know what that kind of reminds me of is uh, the statue under the Great Sea of Ganon with the sword in his head. Oh, maybe it is meant to evoke that. But the point parts out. Do we notice that the blue bacoblin on the right-hand side is carrying a basket that's full of meat? Oh, that's cute. (laughs) It's very cute. (gasps) That's how you get your meat. If you don't want to kill animals. You can do a relatively vegetarian run of uh, Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, but still get your animal protein by just going after Bacoblins, because you're not contributing to the meat economy. You're killing Bacoblins. (laughs) The trees behind are the ones uh, right outside of the place with the big horse. Yes, this is the what I think of as the Gerudo Plains. It's not, but this is where the big horse is. Aw, horsey. Is that horse meat? They killed the horse god. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The next boss, Bacoblin, is my favorite because he just got a big club in his head. Yeah, that is uh, the ultimate boss, Bacoblin, which is a Hinnok. The the handle is always in the head. It's the useful part of the weapon outside. I'm noticing... um, The giant glowing green crystal? There's multiple things in this shot. For, for, our, for our listeners, the shot we're looking at now has Link running down a narrow cave corridor, probably um, somewhere above ground based on the vegetation around him. He's being chased by a red Hinox, which is wearing a huge green glowing rock on a necklace and has a, well, a wooden stake covered in spikes and teeth sticking out the top of its head. And It's a club. This is interesting to me because the place where it's wearing the glowing green orb is normally where it would wear the weapons that you get for killing it. And in this shot also, you see the the Tears of Light collector, which is maybe not the same green, but it is also glowing. Hey, you, you notice that um, instead of being made of bone, the stake in its head is definitely made of wood. That looks like a grappleable thing to me. It looks like a club that you'll get after killing it. No, I I mean that if this game has a, a hook shot or a grappling hook. Uh, but what if what if Ganon, with the power of malice, can will malice into things that have malice, like when you wield a weapon? So hence, it grows around all the handles of the weapons. Oh, you're saying that like Ganon wills malice into a sword, and a bacoblin grows around the sword. Uh huh. Oh, oh, that's really good. Wait a second. The Bacoblins up to this point, they all definitely have weapons sticking out of their heads too, but those are all like Lizalfo spears. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. They are actually built around weapons. They're the spirits of weapons that have been used to kill people in the past. Yeah, the malice is can only grow on malice. <gasps> oh, shit. That's good. <laughs> oh, that way you'd keep getting weapons from them even if they're not carrying weapons. Oh, that's good. That's good in a bunch of ways. I don't want to say that I think that's happening, but it could be, and it looks super sick. That means the only way to truly defeat an enemy is to break the weapon. Break the weapon. If you don't break the weapon, then the next time the blood moon comes around, your entire inventory turns against you. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. Holy that shit. That would be- that, uh, that, that, that's a bit- that's too far. <laughs> They're not doing that one, but if they did- 
That's how they'll make you use your weapon. Oh my god. And yeah, then it keeps you from hoarding too many weapons. Don't save the strong stuff, because the strong stuff's gonna beat your ass when that moon comes around. Link doesn't have the Master Sword here. No. He doesn't even have the broken Master Sword. Nope, he is just carrying a bow, I think. So is he gonna have to go underground to retrieve the Master Sword? That would make sense to me. We still don't actually know what happens to the Master Sword in the opening. He doesn't have the Master Sword in this next shot either, which is him jumping off of a cliff um, to fly over the Thunder Plains, which have been plainly torn up by some geological cataclysm. Is it the Thunder Plains or is it where Cass has a house? Um, I, get, I guess it's probably where Cass has a house, but in either case, it's been torn up by some geological cataclysm. Yeah, meteors definitely messed this place up pretty good. You can see a bunch of... um. A large floating island and then a bunch of smaller satellites in the background. And a cube-shaped cloud. And if you look right up at the top, there's a big-ass floating island. Oh, yeah. The cube-shaped cloud? Um, before Link really shows up. Oh, can you pan back? Before he jumps on the- <laughs> On the upper right-hand side, before oh. he jumps, there is a big cube shape that looks like one of the labyrinths from the original game floating in the sky, hidden by the haze in the air. Yeah, that's, that's a, sort of the same as the islands in the center top there. So one of the yeah. islands is just a cube. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a labyrinth. They could do so many, so many, like, mechanically interesting things by making us interact with these land masses in truly 3D ways that are allowed by the cl climbing system that these games have. This looks like a very big game. It is kind of hard to tell apart some of the darker clouds from the islands. I think that's actually a really nice visual touch. Like, it'll it'll matter a lot less when we're actually playing and we can go near them and have a look. But right now, it's very cool. I just thought it was a pattern on the grass, but that's the green glowing grass. What are you talking about? Where? In the next shot. Yeah, you're right. That is, that is the pattern that, that glows in the distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're riding right over it. I thought it was just wind on the grass. The grass here looks a little nicer than in Breath of the Wild, I think. They finally got that uh, 2015 grass tech. I mean, yeah. It kind of looks like the um, the South American indigenous the designs. Yeah. Yes. It does look a lot like the Nazca line. And this oh, is grass. another shot that's very close to the castle. And in the shot after that, we get... Uh, Interesting that the Bacoblins are carrying uh, stone hatchets and the uh, Freese are carrying the Bacoblins here as we get the new flying frog bat keys enemies carrying around red Bacoblins searching out something to drop them on. And this is kind of like that area close to like Hylia where there's a lot of dead trees. Yes. Hold on one and second. Go to the shot before with the Nazca lines. Okay. What is that? Uh, what is that beast in the center? I think that that's just a big-ass rock. Could be an animal. Okay, but maybe I think it's a, it's a rock. I, I thought it was a rock. I, but like, maybe I, not. I, I, my first instinct was, oh, that's something. But I thought it was a rock after looking because it doesn't move. But it looks like the kind of thing that should move as you get close to it. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's not animated. Like maybe it is just a rock that kind of looks like a beast. I think this is the area in this next shot. Um, wait a minute. That's the Lost Woods. Is yeah. that the Lost Woods? Yeah, that's the oh. Lost Woods. This normally the the protection of the Lost Woods is gone. Uh oh. <laughs> if the if a meteor came at the Great Deco Tree, he couldn't do shit. He can't move. 
He can't move. He's a tree. <laughs> he just go, ah. And it looks like there's like a tornado cloud. Yeah. Oh, Korok Forest is fucked, y'all. Oh, no. Oh, no, the Koroks. We haven't seen any Koroks in this. I hope they're okay. Here we see in this next shot, um, in what looks like somewhere close to the uh, Great Plateau, facing off against three Moblins, two red and one blue. The reds have the Pachyencephalosaurus heads. A shield. Huh? They'll drop a shield. Yeah. Sure. But the the only weapon-wielding Moblin in this shot is the blue Moblin, which is carrying a traveler's sword and traveler's shield. And it has, like, big steer horns on top of its head. Is that a boomerang? Hmm. I mean, it looks like big-ass horns to me, but I guess you could use it as a boomerang. It does look like a boomerang. <laughs> or a, a bow, I guess. But How do we feel about the possibility that we're going to be taking our enemies apart and beating other enemies with them? That works. That's sick. That would be actually pretty sick. Is the grass burnt here, or...? I think that's just the color of it. Yeah, that's just the color. Yeah, because when it circles around, it seems like it always turns that color. Yeah. That's just the effect of the light. But now, now, Chris, tell me about this next shot. Uh, there's a big monster made of blocks uh, held together by that teal magic with the Gerudo script that was holding Ganon in. And it swings at you like a Colossus from Shadow of the Colossus. There is one piece of the block that is just green. Oh, yeah, that looks what you're going to have to hit. Are we going to climb it? Do you think it's climbable, Crystal? Oh, yeah, that's that's absolutely a platform that you can jump up and climb. I'm not sure how you defeat this enemy. It doesn't look like it would be damaged by a sword. You're going to shoot bombs at the, the glowing block. You could also shove your scary ghost arm directly into the soft block. Yeah. I, this actually looks like... Okay, this is me theory crafting a bit too much about possible mechanics based on very, very loose um, footage. But when Link does a backflip here, it's too early to activate a flurry rush. But the wave of force that comes off of this hand hitting the ground looks like you could flurry rush it. Mm. But you wouldn't be able to do anything to that arm. So I wonder if what it does is it's... The Flurry Rush is a more general reactive thing where the world slows down around you and you could run up this thing's arm before it could retract it. So you bullet time it. You you more generally bullet time instead of just mashing the attack button, which would let you do all sorts of things. Next and shot I, is our, our main man, Gandorf. I, just before we continue, I would like to suggest that that shot with the big uh, rock Minecraft golem man uh, takes place in the sky. Uh-huh. Yeah, you I can think see- so. You can see one of the floating cube islands nearby, and it's quite close. And the pillars there, the shape, are like in the sky. Yeah. Anyway, yes, tell us about Ganon, Crystal. Uh, he's got his he's got a bunch of energy in his heart, and he's screaming. This looks like the when he's just waking up. No arm holding him down. Boy, he's so mad. When it pans out and you see more of the environment, it looks like he's like thrusting himself up upwards. But maybe that's how the, the trailer's cut. He seems to have um, little holes, like in his muscles. Can you see? Let's see here. Are there tubes going into those? Oh, those are... Veins? Could be. That looks like some shit that would be in Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, I don't know. That could just be like a result of wounds that were stuck on. Maybe it's like where he was shot through with arrows while he was alive. Something like that. 
His jewelry's very visible here, and also very Gerudo. Yeah, it's definitely got the Gerudo crest on there. Even the block monster before had the Gerudo crest on it. Did it? Yeah. If you go back, going back. It's not it's not quite the same, but it has the sort of um mm. semicircle and circle pattern to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah, the stuff it's interesting because there's kind of been um I feel like a difference between this, let's say, ancient Gerudo stuff and the more classic Gerudo stuff. But in that block monster, it's clearly united. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's some kind of between point. Yeah. It's also, I would say, not malice droven. No. No, not at all. It's testy. It's the testing kind of enemy. Yeah. R- I, rather I, than- I, yeah, the, it's the shrine guardian kind of enemy. Mm-hmm. So this next shot, Monica, you noted something about the Japanese version of this where Chris, where Zelda says, but Link, I'm not sure you'll be able to stop him. There was a tumblerer. What was the observation? It was something about how in his, as he is now. Oh, as Link is now. As Link is now, he would not be able to stop Ganondorf. Yes. I got to look up the the Link, but it doesn't ma- mention Ganon per se. Oh, really? Well, then who does it mention in his current- He being Link in his current state. Wouldn't be able to stop what? Don, let me just look up the quote. But- uh in the meantime, there's the cube thing in the sky, and then like what looks like a series of really long, uh, dislocated floating blocks, like a Tetris. It does look kind of like a game of Tetris, slowly lowering onto itself. Yeah, that does look like um like a big climbing puzzle to climb up a a tower as such. Yeah, that is definitely a vertical set of problems to surmount. I don't believe you ever sent this to me. Oh, I'll keep looking. You need to wait for me. You can see one of the lit towers um, in this shot near the center bottom. Let me go back a bit. Yeah, you can. So it definitely does seem like maybe from the sky, you can see good points to land. That's true. And you can see the angry castle, or is that Death Mountain? Uh, Here's the castle. Okay. So is that Death Mountain to the right? Over there? Yeah, the angry line. Oh, I don't know what Alice is. I think that's Death Mountain to the right, yeah. Uh, right behind the castle, you can see what looks like a really big crater. Oh, that is quite large. Yes. Huh. It's like he was flinging very specific. Okay. And if the if at least some of the meteors are monsters, maybe there is a really big monster over there. Yeah. This is lending itself more and more to the idea of overworld bosses. Yeah. Uh, it's getting pretty good, honestly. It is one Tumblr named Pocket Seizure who remarks that the Japanese translation is that Link, as things are now, even you will not be able to succeed. Oh, interesting. Instead of a reference to beating him. Got it. I think that's within the scope of localization. Yeah, I think so. It is different, but... I mean, what is the goal? English tips you off a bit more. The goal is to stop Ganon, and I'm sure that it's very obvious by the time she says that. There are still people who wish things about Ganondorf that I don't wish. Crystal, do you want Ganondorf to be nice and cursed in this one? He's just cursed to be bad and everything bad he's done isn't his fault? Uh, you know, I'm not opposed to some element of tragedy, but I don't want to woobify him, no. Yeah, well, we're not against a tragic Ganondorf. I think that Wind Waker Ganondorf, even though he's the most evil version of the character thus far, um, he's he's definitely tragic. I guess worth mentioning now, even though we don't like his voice, this is definitely a fleshified Ganon talking. That's not a desiccated husk voice. I don't know. I mean, it could be. 
It sounds like something that would be said early as soon as the meteors come out. Yeah, the stuff that Ganon says. So unless he fleshifies almost instantly, he could. He could. He could. He might only be a scary zombie man for advertising purposes. Though it'd be really cool if when you defeated the fully fleshified version of him, he reverts to the horrifying double Satan super Dracula. Sorry, double Dracula super Satan um, for the second half of the battle. I guess it could just be him narrating. I hope it's not that. That's the worst option. Yeah. I really like the main theme of this game so far. What do you like about it? It's very triumphant in a way that you wouldn't expect the setting would be. And it's got a lot of brass in it in a way that differentiates it instantly from the main theme of Breath of the Wild. It does give it a distinct identity. Yeah, I, I, I would suggest that it, that distinctness, the ability to instantly differentiate it from what's going on in the previous game, helps set this game apart tonally. This island that he's jumping off from is very much a, a sapient being crafted. Oh, you mean it, it's artificial? It's artificial. Yeah, I'd say that probably all of these are artificial. Some of them look more like land, like parts of the ground lifted up. Maybe, yeah. But even they have structures on top of them mostly. But we'll see more as we get further into it. We sure are seeing our boy very clearly here. He's wearing a very thick sweater over his scary arm. And he does have his uh, armored hand in this shot. Yeah. As he leaps down to Hyrule. And there's some kind of weird... uh, cloud of malice sitting on a hill in the distance. Yeah, that to me looks like a meteor landing that's a boss. Oh, it gets some of us some of those overworld bosses some Astiel the uh, Voidborn or whatever the hell they called him. Yeah. St- Starborn. We see Link running over uh, another one of the Nazca lines and what does this one look like to you? Um, It looks Zonai. I want to say that it looks like a bird seen from an unusual angle. Or a dragon. It could be a dragon, yeah. You know, now that you say that, what do you see, Crystal? I don't know. I'm having trouble parsing it. Yeah, I think we're seeing it from an oblique angle that hides several parts of the line work itself. And also, it's not oriented uh, as it was drawn, so to speak. The spirals do make it look very zonai. We do have to talk about spirals and straight lines sometime within the next couple of shots. Mm-hmm. Now now we get a little uh, montage that shows us some of the new, mostly combat tools that you can use. We get one of the, the freeze yelling at Link while he's pulling back a very strange arrow that sparks electricity as he draws it. But also it looks like it's a little gas bag. And when he lets go of it, it flies straight and then goes straight toward the enemy. And it curves. It curves. Oh. But this looks like the that arrow you day. get from the Hinox before. Oh. You know, it does It does kind of look like a Hinox or possibly uh, the top of a red Moblin's head. Or an Octorok balloon? It could be weaponized Octorok balloons. That would be funny. But I'm going to grab that tail. Yeah, at some point. That's a that's an interesting little tool that they're deciding to show us here. And then there oh, you're shield surfing on like the minecart track. And you can shield surf on one track on your way down to enemies. That's pretty neat. I like that. You it's could Sonic probably hop between two. the two. It's Sonic Adventure 2. You can hop between the two tracks. Yeah, that's what Crystal said. It's oh, Sonic Adventure 2. Yes. Yeah. That rock looks like it has malice in it. 
just looks painted to me. Okay. I mean, they're here with mining equipment for a reason, is all I'm getting at. Something is in there that the Bacoblins want. It's not swirling in there, so if that is malice, it's uh, crystallized. That's true. It could just be a certain kind of mineral. But it is colored like malice, and you know how Zelda likes to do with colors. Those are rail carts, and you're going to be able to move those rail carts. We haven't oh, yeah. seen if you actually have magnesis. Mm, but those look movable. They do. And you might have magnesis through your arm. Speaking you definitely of, have magnesis. It's in the next shot. Oh. Actually, when we look at it, the way that it's got those arrows set up to show the huh. tilt and yaw that you can apply this object, it's very interesting. Because we didn't have, like, the ability to rotate things with magnesis was, hmm. I mean, it was a thing, but it always used tilt controls. Wait, you're rotating the back island. Yes, you are. So you're directing the map. It's exactly like the Divine Beasts. So, so a movable dungeon that you're setting up for yourself. Possibly. Or it could be something that's sprinkled throughout more of the overworld instead of being just for a dungeon. There's a little rope and a little chest on the right-hand side of that. Oh, there is. Do you see that crystal, the dangling? Um, yeah. Uh, also, that mountain in the background sure is spewing malice out the top of it on the right-hand yeah, side. You're definitely rotating this so you can get to that chest. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Link's arm magnesis-like ability is imbuing uh, the, the gyroscope with the Gerudo text. It does. It's the same color as the block boss was holding the block boss together. Well, before before the the magic grips it, it's just like stone. But when the magic grips it, it's covered in writing. Mm -hmm. So Crystal's definitely right about that. I've been thinking... Based on the fact that you're carrying around these little containers of energy that are more or less the color of this hand, what if your hand powers have limited ammo? Hmm. Now, I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe just you power it up for the first time, but you can reuse it. So once you've set it in place. So you just need that much juice to reboot a given functionality. Yes. What do you think, Crystal? I think it's probably powered by your seeds, your tears of the kingdom. And what's that hexagon on the area that kind of lifts up? What are you talking about? Right right there. Is that a door? Is that a... Oh, um, that looks like a place that would be locked in. Like, it looks like something you could grab with Magnesis. So if it's locked into the island that you're currently on, you wouldn't have to rotate it upward. You probably have to force it out from the inside at some point so you can rotate this thing. Mm -hmm. But that's just a guess. Now, I like this next shot. Crystal, tell us about it. You jump and you do a big swing with your weapon to throw a bomb at the talus. That bomb goes off. There's a lot to take in here. Firstly, because that's your that's your dragon head weapon that we haven't seen in a while. We did see it in an earlier trailer, right? right? But it's been a while. Did it spew fire at some point? Yes. Hmm. You specifically were using it uh, mounted on your shield to spew fire at a big worm thingy. And in this one, it's put on the end of a stick, and when you swing it, it hurls cannonballs that go off with the force of, like, five bomb arrows, and it staggers the talus. Go back. Okay, what part? It looks like there's iron ore in the background. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something mineable in the background. Like and that's That's a big collection of ore, like we saw in a few places in Age of Calamity. Right, I mean the silver thing a little bit lower. Yeah, I see that too. I don't know what that is, though. Oh, you're saying that these look like luminous stones, and that looks like maybe iron. 
Yeah, it's like a pickable iron. Or diamond. Or, or a diamond, sure. And this is a shot where we're pretty much underground where there's Link, I guess. Yes. But this could also just be a cave system in the above ground. So there's, it's not much that we can draw from this particular shot. It isn't one of those real alien it, journey to the center of the earth alien landscapes beneath the surface. Why do you hold that football out for me? Crystal, what is this next shot and why is it important? Well, the dress that this figure is wearing, kind of reminiscent of Zelda's white dress. Mm-hmm. But then this uh, this adornment is in a style that I don't think we've seen before. I think you're right. It's because, even different from the arm. Yeah, it, it's very angular. Everything's very close to either 90 or 45 degrees. But there, there's no curves. There's no spirals. The closest to that is the question marks near the bottom. And the pieces largely don't connect directly to each other. They're held together by string. This figure reaches out to Link. The closest thing I could find to this in in my research is... Zelda's dress in Skyward Sword, the top of it around the like jewel on her dress kind mm-hmm. of looks like the bottom of this. I think when she puts out her hand and Link reaches for her, looking at his hand really drives home that this is not Link's arm because the nails are so long and relatively speaking, carefully manicured. And it just looks so alien. It's- Did we think that this belonged to the, the bunny mural person? Maybe. The arm or? Yeah, the arm. What if, like, this is set up for us to go, oh, it's Link, because the shot immediately after the hands reaching for each other shows us Link considering that same hand. But what if he's experiencing the memory mm-hmm. of the previous holder of the hand? So it's an ancient hero. Yes. What if this is shot from the perspective of the ancient hero and the ancient princess? Suggests some things about the ancient hero, though, because that is not what we would consider a human flesh tone in most Mm. contexts. I feel like this might be a vision, too, because... Of the lighting? Yes, and the hands don't touch. What do you think, Crystal? What's going on here? Hmm, I, I was thinking ancient hero, ancient goddess, but it does feel like some sort of memory or flashback of whatever spirit is in this arm. The cut to Link looking at his arm implies that to me. It is very much like when Link has his memory flashbacks in Breath of the Wild. So you're getting the memories of this ancient person. You're getting context from the another life that someone else lived. Or the future person. Yes. Link's arm is fucking gone. Got he looks munched. so young here. Time to start using the left one. You were, you were saying, Crystal? Link's arm got munched. Yeah, it got big munched. Um, another interesting thing in the shot of Link looking at his arm, right at the end there, you can see that Link is actually missing capsules on his little Tears of the Kingdom collector. So it seems oh. like you might get capsules to extend your ammo capacity. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's see here. Do we think that's, we do think that's a different Zelda that's not our Zelda? That's definitely not our Zelda. I think there's a reason they're not showing her face. Or the face of the person reaching for that hand. I'm not even sure if that's a Zelda. Might not be. Might be a Hylia. Might be a different goddess or god entirely. She might be a bunny. Might be a bunny. Might be a bunny. So this this next bit is the part that people really went off on for the trailer, I feel. That Link reaches into one of the mud 
puddles that are on the Great Plateau. I am like 90% sure this is the Great Plateau and lifts a big-ass tire out of it. But usually those aren't made of metal, so this power can't just be magnesis. And it definitely is a tire from in the next shot. Bristol, tell me about this next shot. Link made himself a little car. He sure fucking did. The front sides are like a dragon. Yeah. They're, they're, Their faces. The front wheels are protected inside of armored dragon heads. And uh, the back wheels are super huge. There appears to be some kind of blue engine powering it behind Link. There are two very bright white headlights. And the frame is made out of wood, which suggests that this was a frame put together relatively simply to hold on to these ancient parts. So I'm starting to think that it might be a quest to gather those parts together so that somebody can build you a vehicle out of them. He could build it on his own. With all the parts together, maybe. He He's not a carpenter. He ain't going to be making that frame. Mm. Um, the the engine is the same, definitely the same juice color as the Tears of Light. True. Crystal, what do you think is happening here with this uh, stuff that everybody suddenly remembered that Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts existed just so they could make jokes about it? I didn't just remember. I always liked that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant everyone, you know, else. Yeah, the the tires are glowing green, but then the power source is definitely that teal. And the, the dragon heads look Zonai to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Yes. There's some um, sort of fusion of Zonai and ancient Gerudo technology. And the slightly blobby places, is that glue? Are they gluing the lights to the wood? I think that's oh. glue, yeah. Yeah, that's actually just epoxy that they're, and even the frame is stuck together with epoxy. The wheels are stuck on there with epoxy. <laughs> Yeah, wow. this is uh, this is gonna bust apart if it hits something. Oh, actually, I would really enjoy that. We're going to have a build your machine mechanic. Surely not. That's a lot. You've Yo, got you two are. dragon head parts. You've got two wheels. You don't. You don't think that we are going to have a bit where Pura and Robbie get together and they promise you the greatest technology, technological advancement since the time of the ancients, a machine that is the very height of Sheikah engineering, and they bring out this big piece-together, glued-up fucking mess, and that's the joke? No, you are going to build this, and people might build it wrong, and they might put a wheel like under the car, and it won't work, or it'll split in circles. These are absolutely custom-crafted vehicles. Yeah. Oh, God. So it really is nuts and bolts. Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh, this this is going to be wild. This makes it a lot more interesting to explore the world and find fun little new parts for your cars. You can... Oh, oh God. You're going to end up building, like, tanks and shit with dragon cannons on them. Because they understand... Nintendo understands that people really like the physics engine. And they like building things. Right. So how are they going to expand on it? They're going to let you build inside of the physics engine. Right, because people were already building the, like, Octorok balloon dirigibles. Mm -hmm. The infinitely flying minecarts. But, okay, so we see the same epoxy in the next shot in what appears to be a hot air balloon that Link has built for himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be build mechanic. (laughs) But this looks like a this looks like a cutscene to me. The way that the shot is framed, the camera's way too far back for this to be gameplay. I think this is uh, just a creative camera angle of gameplay. Also, oh, like they took dev control of the camera and pulled it back. Yeah. Okay. 
I could see that. But, uh, oh God, I didn't notice it before, but even the hovercraft that you get is also just shittily stuck together with glue. Uh-huh. And yep. it's four engines and a control module stuck to just this big square piece of metal. You have to be the one building this. The fact that these things look so shitty makes me like them so much more. So the text on this one is less Gerudo-like. Yeah, it's a little hard to see, but um, if you go back to near the beginning of the shot, I don't know. It looks a lot like the magical version of it that we see swirling around Ganon in the mm. first trailer. The swirly ones definitely form Gerudo letters at certain points, but it also seems like they form other letters. Oh, wait a second. The Especially on the right hand, um, in the first frame on the right hand engine, you can see that the text there is almost completely symmetrical. And I don't think that Gerudo text can be written that way. It's not a symmetrical language. So these might be a different kind of pictogram. There's a round thing in the back. And there's de- like clouds or rope smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They are not moving at all. Oh, they, they could be slightly billowing. It's a little hard to tell from this distance. But yeah, there's definitely something going on there. And yes, there is some kind of big uh, space observatory thing. Uh, what, are they, what do they call those things where you go and look at? Planetarium? Some kind of planetarium back there. Okay, 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 okay. If they couldn't give us loft wings, I li- I love the idea of building your own shitty hovercraft. And I will never call these vehicles anything but shitty, no matter how good they are. Because if Link's building it, it's a fucking nightmare. The um the base of the hovercraft, the pattern on it, is the closest thing to the pattern on that dress. It is all right angles. Yes. The cranes are back from Breath of the Wild. That's good. I hope that English animal designer guy's still part of this. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Tenures at Nintendo tend to last for a while. And we see on the left, there's uh, some sort of box dropping from the sky. Yep. And there's a camp. Is that a, a stable? Um, it looks a bit small to be a stable. And there is a malice something right next to it. Are the are the Bacoblins using tents? Or are people setting up camps near the malice pools to try to study what's going on with them? I could believe either of those in this setting. This looks like this was a stable and it got invaded. Ooh. But you can see there's an NPC right there, a human. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta go back for this shit. 149, all the way to the left. Oh, shit. A person. This is the first time we've seen an NPC <laughs> in any of these trailers. NPC confirmed. NPC confirmed. <laughs> the the falling blocks, are those the ones that you can also ride upwards, do you think? By using the time reversal? Uh-huh. I think they were used for that in a previous trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably at the beginning, you can only get up at certain points. And then once you build your airplanes, you can go around freely. God, I love the idea of building uh, like some kind of rocket to really get you up there in a hurry. Definitely powered by bombs. So we do see the what's the split mountain called? Um, Dueling Peaks. The Dueling Peaks. It was in the background there on the right side. (laughs) Yes, there it is. Are you drawing anything in particular from it? Just pointing it out. Yeah, it's still there. Hasn't been hit too bad. Are those Sheikah Towers on the sides of it, or are those the weird platforms that are not Sheikah Towers? They look like the weird platforms that are not Sheikah Towers. And if they are Sheikah Towers, they've been changed in some fundamental way. Also, one of the islands to the left seems to be rotating or orbiting. Fascinating. Hold on. 
Yeah, it's as the camera, it's at least a lot closer because as the camera moves, it definitely moves through the shot. Yes. Yeah. There's two dragons in this logo. Yes. Does that suggest two heroes? Uh-huh. What do you think, Crystal? Does that two dragons suggest two heroes? Yeah, I think that Ouroboros is the relationship between Link and his arm. Ooh. Which was the arm of some ancient hero. Okay. The Master Sword in the logo also gets weird. It it turns very um, Gerudo texty as it goes beneath the Z. Does that imply that you will get a hologram sword? Maybe. Maybe. It's really hard to say. If we go to the next frame, we can see that I'm assuming that after the arm has been removed by something. You mean Link's arm, his usual arm. No, the arm that was holding oh, on to Ganon's chest. Yes. In this shot, just as something is exploding out, if you just freeze frame right on that first frame, we can see that, one, Ganon is looking at Link. His, his face is turned to look just right at Link. Or Zelda. Because she's behind. Potentially Zelda, yes, because he's look. he could be looking through Link, as it were. Um, this malice is spraying out of Ganon's chest. So I think we can put to bed the theory that the malice is coming from somewhere else. It's him. It's all him. But in this shot, Link is fucked up. His right arm is already blackened and shot through with malice. And the Master Sword has also been shot through with malice in an extremely destructive-looking, corrosive way. And it's a glowing master sword. It is a fully-powered master sword that Ganon has fucked up before he's even really released. Yeah, it's trying to repel that evil, but the evil's winning. The evil's like, ah, fuck you. And then the big mass of malice leaps out, and it's super pissed. It looks like a worm out of hell made of smaller worms that's just lunging not it looks like Princess Mononoke. Yes, he does look. It, 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 Tears of the Kingdom is definitely leaning into Breath of the Wild's resemblance to Princess Mononoke. And you can see that the destruction that was rent on Link's arm has extended all the way up to his shoulder and his neck. Um, it has touched certain parts of his chest. And as we go further, the malice reaches out, lunging, and Link drops the Master Sword. Does he? You can see right here, he's holding it. And oh he wow! Go of it, jeez! To turn back and reach for Zelda, leaping with his burned ass, made of ash for all intents and purposes, arm. That's priorities. And Zelda says, "Please lend him your power." And then we get the money shot of the entire trailer, which is Link jumping down to grab Zelda, reaching out with his burned arm, his dominant arm in this one. Yeah. Monica really likes this shot just on an aesthetic level. You know. And there's Zelda's torch, which has fallen from her hand. Oh, she must have fallen quite fast for that torch to be in that position. Yes. Or it was flung out of her hand at some point. Maybe Ganon was staring and whooshing her off. I think that the ground under her crumbled oh, right. in a way that actually prevented Ganon from grabbing her. Mm. It's not something that he did. It's a defensive response against him by whatever set up this chamber. And the hand? And possibly the hand. But if we string this together with what we've seen in the other trailers, then what happens after this is that the hand grabs Link, but Link doesn't manage to grab Zelda, and Zelda falls down into darkness. Leading to her puzzling adventures underground. I mean, 
We're not going to allow ourselves to get gassed up in that way. Not one month and, uh, sorry, three months and one day out. With the Sheikah slate switch. But we have yet to see Zelda holding the slate in any of these trailers. Which she does in the- Which she does in the official art, which the Japanese uh, account drew attention to. What is that unfamiliar object she's holding? And she's always depicted with that torch that she just dropped, too. I- I'm not going to say that Zelda's playable, but I don't think that she's sidelined during this entire adventure. I will say I do not think that she is a non-participant. She will be doing things, even if we're not in direct control of her. I'll allow myself to hope for that much. She designs the machines. (laughs) She designs the machine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. She's the one who has the glue. Oh, (laughs) that would also be the meanest way to do it. You can play as Zelda. While building the cars. Yeah, it's Zelda nut and bolt. And then she blasts it up and then you ride it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you smash it into a rock or something. And she goes, wow, you really totaled this thing. So this is sort of a long distance relationship where Zelda's underground, but you can talk over the phone. Yeah, why not? What do we make of the fact that we haven't seen the Switch tablet yet? Um, It's part of her key art, but we have yet to see it in any of the trailers. That's the building mechanic. The mechanic in which you build the objects together. They have an ancient piece of tech that just makes glue. No, no, you 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 move the pieces with it like you will with the switch. I see. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't work when it's docked. They're assuming many people will be playing in undocked mode. I see. No, they, no, fuck off. Because she picks up the switch and then looks at the screen and then the screen becomes the switch screen and you're moving the interface around. God. Yeah, there we go. So, But there will be her exploring, too, to gather up some parts, like the glue. Okay, 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 okay. Now, Crystal, you refuse to let Lucy put out the football. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. And I'm not you also this. refuse to be Lucy pulling the football away from yourself. Yeah, but, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it. But. I'm going to kick this football I'm holding up. But listen, what we are going to do as a group is we are going to make three separate predictions. Oh, I, I, I was going to say we should. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're going to make three separate predictions for the three of us. We are the Triforce of the Book of Medora podcast. And in three months, maybe less, depending on how the next trailer works out, because this can't be the last trailer. There will at least be a launch trailer. But in three months, we'll know how these work. So our bets will be, what do we think Zelda is doing in this game. And it could be anything from she's dead slash she's just a damsel in distress all the way to Monica's just hard huffing the best drugs imaginable. Zelda's playable in the underground. Those That's the spectrum on which we will operate. So I would like to hear from you first, Crystal. What do you think Zelda's doing in this game? What, what? I also think on top of that, we should make bets about other things. But if they don't happen and you make that prediction, you should be dinged a point too. So you can't just make random guesses. Okay, you can't make random guesses. You have to try to guess what's going to be happening. What Are we making a point system? Uh-huh. Okay. But the bet about Zelda should definitely be worth more points. Okay. Here are the statements I will predict about Zelda. Okay, here we go. Number one, she will not be playable in any capacity. No capacity. She's not going to be controlled. Number two, she will, for most of the game, be underground. Underground, inaccessible. 
Three, you will not see her, but you will be able to communicate with her as Link at certain points. Just like in Breath of the Wild, that girl ain't nowhere to be found. (laughs) Four, you will rescue her at the end. She's still the damsel, baby. That ain't changing. And that's the end of my Zelda predictions. So you're going for, it's not that she's dead, but it is pretty, it's like two degrees removed from the worst case scenario. I... Well, if I can make a fifth prediction, this is more of a high roller bet. There's nothing that stops you. I think maybe she did actually die, but then she got better because she's a goddess. Okay. So she dies and awakens in death. Yes. Again. Again. Awakens a second time. Uh Uh-huh. Because she lost her goddess powers at the end of the first game. Okay. So would you describe that as about two degrees off from the worst case scenario, Crystal? I'd say so, yeah. Where where the worst case scenario is just a link between worlds. That is the worst case scenario. Yeah, where she's a painting the whole fucking game. Okay, Monica, let's hear from you. Zelda will be underground. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's she's down there. Yep, no question. She will be playable. Oh, we're going to be taking direct control of Zelda. It's going to involve constructing the machines. She's going to be the engineer. To distinguish her from, from Link. She's going to be building shit. That's Minecraft Zelda, baby. But you can run around with her a bit, but she won't really be fighty. She'll be there. That she you ain't got these hands. You, you got to collect resources, like Lou. She got it. She's the stealth one. She's not got hands. Uh, outside of that, there's definitely a claw or hook shot. <laughs> oh, you're betting on the hook shot. Uh huh. Okay. Um, the weapons in the heads of the monsters are formed around the palace. <laughs> Of a weapon, and then you can use the weapon. Break them open, take it out, break somebody else. And I don't know. I, I like to think of the idea that the other sequences in this game are about a future hero, but I do think that, that that's not actually true, and it's a more ancient hero than the ancient hero. Right, right, right. So we're 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 looking back at further and further back. Mm-hmm. Infinite antiquity. Yeah. So your bets are Zelda fully playable. It's Minecraft, baby. Hook shot. Claw shot, grappling hook, something. You're hooking something somewhere on somebody so you can pull those frogs out of the air. We're going to the past. Was there anything else? Do I want to say those two links for the two dragons? Yeah, you do. Sure. Two links, maybe. But what if the two dragons are Zelda and Link? That implies Zelda's playable. So you win either way on that one. You're basically just hedging your bets. Okay, I'll go with two links. Okay. Now, Crystal. We haven't seen a lot of is a Triforce. We have not seen none of the Triforce. Unless it's sparkling over the know. I think that that stands for reason, though, because we didn't see none of the Triforce in Breath of the Wild either until you went into Hyrule Castle itself. Crystal, would you like to weigh in on the stuff about the hookshot and whatnot? There will be a hookshot. I think we have seen too many points that are that would be fun to hookshot. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, um, I do think... There is an ancient spirit in the arm that is not necessarily a link, but is some sort of ancient hero. We got another one, baby. They ain't the same. Um, what else is there? I think the the tears of the kingdom are the wispy spirits that you've seen around the world, and that's Ooh. your magic meter. Oh, you're gathering up ghosts to help you do stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that magic meter in a while. That's true. It ain't been around since, God, Twilight Princess. Wait. No, it wasn't the Twilight Princess. Oh, God. Wind Waker? Yep. Because in Link Between Worlds, it was a stamina meter. Yeah, it's not the same thing. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not been since Wind Waker. Wow. That's silly. Um, I think that 
The four ancient peoples of this game are the Sheikah. Gotta have them. The Gerudo, the Zonai, and the fourth one. The fourth one. The bunnies. They're coming. The bunnies look kind of Sheikah, though. The bunnies, is the Sheikah were always rabbits. That always happened. Yeah. But I think all of these people are, are pretty closely intertwined in the era in which they lived. That does make sense. Okay. Those are some good bets, Crystal. You could get a lot of points off of these, I think. Now, um, I suppose I should register my stuff. The thing about all of this stuff is that I want to be able to render some kind of middle ground between the two of you in terms of Zelda's role in the game. And I think that's a reasonable thing to do. But on some level, I'm also having to choose between the very binary options of is she playable or is she not? And that's what the real bet is about, right? It's not about whether or not she has a role in the story. We feel fairly confident she'll have some kind of role. No, you could go into the no role at all. That's pretty close to what Crystal said. And you could also, I'm I'm going towards you can wander around as her. her. Yeah. Instead of just she is the build mechanic. Right. But on some level, it's also between the binary, is she playable or is she not? Do I think Zelda's playable? Do I think Zelda's playable? I do not think that they are smart enough to do it over there at Nintendo. I think they're smart enough, but they don't want to for some fucking reason. I think they're like that pig-headed kind of stupid, you know? So I don't think she's playable, but I do think that she's a constant role in the story. Not quite as close to the character as she was in Spirit Tracks, but the second most active version of the character after that. See, I think this gives them an out from their previous statements because if they make Zelda do things very differently from Link, that meets their criteria of you shouldn't have Zelda playable because Zelda shouldn't play like Link. I don't think they've ever said that. Didn't they? No, that's some fandom bullshit. Oh, okay. I think that there's lots of people who would be happy if Zelda just played like a model-swapped Link, more or less. So how would you feel about that? Uh, I'd rather she have her own unique stuff, but I guess I'd be fine. Yeah, but between having her versus not. Yeah, I guess I'd rather have her than not have her. I would much rather she play uniquely. Just to be super clear, like, take away Link's special arm powers, just give them all to Zelda and make that her thing. Fine, I get it. But between the two of them, I think that most people would be like, fine, it could just be female Link is named Zelda, let's go. But yeah, there's a difference between playable Zelda and a Link that you can customize visually better. Okay, here are my predictions for the game. Mm -hmm. One, Zelda will not be playable, but she will play a vital role in the story. Two, hmm... The champions do not return in any way after moving on to the afterlife. Hmm. Three. What about the current champions? You do interact with the current champions. Yes, you'll definitely be doing that. You'll go and you'll see Yonobo and Sidon and the whole crew. Um, three. Cass will be back, but he's not playing music. That's a fucked up thing. That's fucked up. I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't predict that one. That's a little weird. But you know what? I'll go with it anyway. That should be worth two points. Um I think that the transitions between the earth and the sky are two of three layers because we're definitely going underground and it may be three of four because we might be running around in the past. Um, Anything else I should make a bet on? No, I I can't think of anything else that I really want to make a bet on because it's like I just want to see what the game is like. I'm not super interested in placing my own expectations on top of what's coming. See, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it out of me, I think. We have one more point of order. Oh, yes? Let's look at this page from the art book. Okay. The pre-order bonus art book. Okay, link me. It's at the end of the... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Put it in the line chat. Okay, we're looking. So you see on the right there, that's definitely the same types of patterns that we saw on the dress. 
Oh, yes, it is. Yes. And On then, the cover of the art book, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. And it is very different from the Gerudo text. The The text on the circle is not Gerudo. I'm not sure what that is. I, that doesn't match up to any known scripts that okay, we have. Okay. There's three eyes. There's three eyes. There's one full eye and two half eyes. Or eyes looking out to the sides, which also implies a fourth eye looking into the back. Yes. The eye in the top has um, Sheikah-like adornments to it. Side ones kind of do too, the eyelashes. I guess there's not really the bottom part. Yeah. Past and future. Past and future. Past and future. Shit. And then that hand with the circles indented into it looks a lot like Link's hand. But it's got those holes punched into it like Ganon's flesh. That's right. Oh, shit. But it's, it's a palm. You're looking at the front of the hand, not the back. So that's not the hand that you are using. Oh, Crystal, go on, go on, go on. Well, it's also, um, that's a left hand, isn't it? Yeah, that's the left hand. Uh, it's which is not Link the has hand, a right hand that Link has. Yeah, it's the other hand. Mm. And then we see the text under the hand is a different script than what's in the circle. It's a third fucking script. And is that a fourth script to the sides, or is that the same as the center one, do you think? I believe that that's a fourth script, but I'm not confident. Okay, so we got lots of different writing systems going on. Lots of cultures represented here. A lot of people have to work together to seal Ganondorf. Yes. What are you drawing from this crystal? Oh, no, I just thought it was interesting. It's very interesting. It's a different hand. Hey. It's different hands. Have they, have they ever tried this fucking hard to go this long without telling us what the game's hook is? We know what the game's hook is. Yeah, but there's something they're holding back. They've mentioned it. That there's some essential element to the gameplay that they are just not telling us what it is. This is like if Mario Odyssey didn't release the second trailer with the cap yeah. mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Like if we saw all this stuff in Mario jumping around, but he never threw Cappy. I mean, the big reveal in this seems to be the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Yeah, that's the thing for this one. But I don't think that's the core of the entire game. There's something they're hiding from us. And I'm going wild trying to figure out what it is. My lifespan is shortening how hard I'm burning the midnight oil. I feel like constructing vehicles might be the big thing they were talking about before. You think? It Uh, seems pretty big to me. It is big. There's no doubt. It is big. Okay, yeah. One more bet for all of us. Do we think that this is going to feel like DLC? No. Uh, You know, I, I know I said at the beginning, but after talking through it, I feel no. Okay, in that case, no bet. We're all saying no. It's fine. Is that the eye of Hylia plus two? I really Does don't. Hylia have three eyes? Hylia could have three eyes. That would be pretty... What, didn't did the owl bunny figure have a third eye to start with? Yes, may, maybe. Look it up. You were wondering how long we would take to talk about a two-minute trailer. The answer is over, <laughs> over two hours. Oh, everyone knew. A minute for each... Uh, an hour for each minute. She does. She does. She does. The, the She has a closed eye. The third eye is closed in the first shot of official trailer number one. Just going to put this in the line chat real quick. What could that mean? It Does that imply that whatever's being depicted here is related to that figure in the mural? It's a different style of eye is the thing. It is, but I mean, it's a very different art style to start with. And it's not set in a face on the art book. What is this strange god? 
they are trying so hard not to tell. There's you, you don't get the sense that there's something about the game we don't know yet. I think there's things about the game we don't know, but I think we know the general shape of it. Okay, so you don't think that they're holding back on something that will recontextualize the way that we see things? I think they're going to talk about all sorts of new ancient peoples we haven't heard of, and that will con- recontextualize the way that we see things. Right. I don't think it's going to be like upending the, the nature of the game. Okay, so like they didn't with Breath of the Wild, they were very open from the start with what this game was. And given that, you don't think that they're doing a Mario Odyssey thing where they're hiding Cappy? No. Okay, because they have done that, but I think they've only done it once, and that's with Cappy. I think that we have seen much of the core mechanics, including indications of a building mechanic. However, I think they're hiding a major story point, like... So many of these shots don't have Link in it. Oh, so you're saying they're hiding Zelda. And maybe something else too, yes. Well, I mean, you're betting that Zelda's playable. Yeah. So you're betting that they're hiding Zelda. Uh-huh. I see. I don't mean to imply that necessarily, but it feels like they're hiding something. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's about as far as... as far. Uh, I don't think we need to try to squeeze any more blood out of this trailer just yet. No. We're good. I'm excited to see the, the new four champions... Ah, uh, me too. They, they're going to have some kind of redesign and their role in the world around them is going to change because the world has changed with Ganon running around and the rabbit is distracting Monica. So she's not at the microphone at the moment. I'm close enough. No, maybe. I mean the new the champions of the ancient people. Oh, you're talking. Oh, a whole new set of champions. Hey, Crystal, yeah. do, do, do you think this this building uh this building vehicles thing? Here's mine. Here's my here's my big one. Here's my big actually Monica's going to have to write this down later prediction. We're working toward building a new divine beast. That's just this giant shitty Godzilla-sized thing held together with so much glue. Zelda's divine beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's I think, Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. And we're going to use that in the final battle against some form of Ganon. Like the dark beast shows up and we're like, nah, fool. And we just hit it with Mecha Godzilla. That's the other thing. There's a lot of enemies in this game that are really big. Yeah. So you're going to construct a thing that is very big that's going to punch the other very big enemies. That's another thing for me. Fascinating. Okay. Well, keep track of this and we'll try and figure out who wins at three months and change from now. Do we think the game's actually coming out on May 12th? Yes. Pretty hard to change that now. I okay, because Monica said she wouldn't believe it until it released, but she seems to have let go of it now. If that's the case, the game is finished, effectively. It's all there in their on-site servers. I don't think that's true. I think this is the first really major Legend of Zelda release that we've been around for as a podcast. That's right. Oh, this is fun. This is going to be a fun old time. Mm-hmm. When the game comes out, we're obviously eventually going to want to do an episode on it. But it's going to be several episodes. Yes, of course, it will be several episodes. But w- would we want to wait until after we were all done with our initial playthroughs? Yes. Okay, because I'm assuming that the game is non-linear. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, okay. So once we all do a playthrough, are you going to be playing it at launch, Crystal? Yes, I will be. I will I will give in to their voucher scheme. They're... Their voucher scheme does save you a lot of cash on this one. <laughs> It'd be costing money not to buy it. You'd be a fool not to buy a voucher on this one. If you think about it, you're saving money by paying $100 instead of 70 It's true. Especially when you can use that other to buy another game that costs more than $50. <laughs> 
I mean, when you, yeah, yeah, it's wild. I mean, obviously they do that because their margins on the uh, digital copies are just that much higher where they can still eat that difference in cost and make the same amount of money bare minimum. And what they're really doing is getting you to buy other software alongside Tears of the Kingdom. You have this voucher. You might as well keep buying games. Might as well. But yes. Um, this is going to be a very big game. Yeah. It, it feels like it's quite chunky. I booked off a day, but maybe I should book off more than a day. The 12th is a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you could take off the 14th, too, if that's a thing. So we'll be recording another episode when they launch another trailer, because there's probably going to be a launch trailer, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to have a new thing in it. But after- I mean, a mechanic or story. Oh, yeah, it'll be the one, it'll be like the launch trailer for Breath of the Wild, where they're actually like, okay, here's all the characters that you've been wanting to see. But outside of that, unless they, if they don't launch another trailer, it'll probably be a few months before we record again. Unless I finish the Metroid Dread episode, which I should probably do this soon. Very soon. And the other trailer. I, I could swear to God we've already done the other trailer, but I'll check. Are you going to play this in English, Crystal? I think I will play this in Japanese if that's an option. Uh, the voice option is always there. Uh, from what, Okay. Like in Breath of the Wild, you can definitely play it in with Japanese voices against English text. So that, that, that'll probably be the way for me unless I really like the way that it sounds in French, which, you know, still sounds pretty good in French. So... We The boy, uh, and by the boy, I mean Mochi, has started eyeing our audio equipment cables, and he looks like he might be about to test them. No, so I, I can pull it. So I, I think this would probably be a good point for us to uh, bow out. All right, Cameron, where can people send us emails? You can send emails to the Book of Medora podcast at email. No, not the Book of Medora. It's just bookofmedorapodcast at gmail.com. Once more. Book of Medora podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to, if you want to go listen to some other great podcasts, check out audioentropy.com. They've got some got podcasts, podcasts like uh, like uh, Eidolon Playtests, an actual play podcast where you have a little spirit that can fight for you, kind of like a persona or a stand. We love those things. Those are two things that everyone loves. And also, show me the Batcave, the successor to The Matrix Has You at Hello, which is the successor to. MCU complete me. It Remain turns out talk about movies, with superheroes wow. in them. Turns out completing MCU complete me was a lot to ask. Yeah, that's There's why I said we're demanding that the movies show us the Batcave. Seriously, <laughs> is that a Jerry Maguire joke? Yeah, all three of those titles are Jerry Maguire jokes. Oh, okay. Terrible film. I've never seen Jerry Maguire. It's an awful movie. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that. I'm glad that that's established. Now I won't have to watch it out of curiosity. Crystal, what like, else? can we find uh-huh. you anywhere else online? You can find me on Twitter at Arcane Crystal and at Patreon at Arcane Crystal. Be sure to give Crystal your money where you can listen to fine podcasts like this one a little bit earlier than everyone else. Would you like to end with a Zelda joke? Of course. No. What are the chances that people stop mistaking Link for Zelda? I don't know. What are the chances? Highly unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Okay. That's a good turn of phrase. Okay, goodbye everybody. Bye. Bye. Montrez-vous, mes fidèles serviteurs. Mettez le royaume à feu et à sang. Détruisez Hyrule et quiconque se rallierait à sa cause. Ne laissez aucun survivant. <t'en>
puissant comme il est, je crains que tu ne puisses pas le vaincre. Confie-lui le don que tu possèdes